and that would be um, this choir's desire, and that would be the kids' desire, and it's ultimately our desire as we just gather that the name that is left among us is Jesus. Ryan led us in a refrain a moment ago, and I had such a rich moment in that, so much so that I missed my cue from you. Thank you very much for that. I'm sorry. And so... Um, can you can you just kind of say that again and and share that with us? You say this, and then we respond in this way. So you remember your line: "Glory to the newborn King." God, today we choose to hark, to listen to your voice, to be still and know that you are God with us. Hark, the herald angels sing, "Glory to the newborn King." So just hold that for a moment. I was listening to him share of. Um, the nations at war and the pain and suffering that's around us. And I just was sitting in that moment thinking, God, I love the way that you are at work and that we as a people are gathered here to worship. But glory to your name, Lord. Glory to what you were doing among us. Um, some of the nations that Ryan listed were, um, God, we pray for Syria and we pray for Pakistan and we pray for Afghanistan and we pray for varying places where there is um, hurts and suffering and where there is war and turmoil. And I just uh, went as, as a part of this church and I went as a part of what God is doing this past Friday night. And I, I would like in just a moment for you to lead us in that refrain with us having a moment of jubilant worship before God. Because I sat in a room um, on Friday night in the city of Jacksonville with 34 nations. Every one um, that you prayed for were represented. I was sitting on the second row listening to Ryan's prayer and thinking, God, I just sat in, in the midst of 34 nations Friday night in our city and I listened to the voices of those who spoke from those nations and introduced themselves and read the story of the Christmas and sang the carols of the Savior and, and, and heard the stories of the good news and, and celebrated the goodness of Jesus and, and listened to them as to describe their nations as this, um, their cultures of faith and what Christmas means to them. Two of them, which struck my two daughters at the heart, two of them said, um, in our nation, one said, in our nation, um, we don't know the name Jesus. The other one spoke and said, the culture in our nation is less than 1% know the name Jesus. But we're here, 34 nations sitting in one room, beholding the Lamb of God. And it, it was a glorious moment. And I would love to just to just praise the Lord for what He's doing in our city and that we're not praying for something that we can't see. We're praising God for something that He is doing as He gathers His war-torn people, including us, and breathes into us life and hope, joy and peace, worship and abandoned. Could we um, share in this refrain one more time? God, we hear Your promise of peace on earth. We know that the nations have not yet embraced your peace. God, we pray for Iraq, Syria, Pakistan, Afghanistan, and all other places where there is war, anger, and broken lives. Hark the herald, angels sing. Glory, Glory to Praise the Lord. I just, I just want to spend a couple of minutes this morning. It may be more like five to ten but just a few minutes thinking about this Advent season and this idea of joy. 
we've, we've talked and I share these sentences with you from the last few weeks that hope is my Advent anthem. Um, of, of, of many days in my life without getting too personal, um, I am holding fast to the hope that is in Christ Jesus. I love that by faith we are assured in hope and it's in convictions and things that we don't currently see or even right now I have no doubt that many of us are in this room holding out for answers that we don't currently understand or know. And hope is my Advent anthem of Lord. I am convicted of this and I hold fast to the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. We spoke of love last week and it is the the furious love of God that impregnates every one of us, each of us, as it did Mary with Christ in us, the hope of glory. Where we reach this point of saying like Paul, Christ, it is no longer I who live, but you who live in me. That That is the, the love of God in Christ that that I, I gather with you and that we celebrate as the body of believers today. Praise you, Lord, for that hope. And then when that hope and that love and that joy unspeakable begins to take root in our lives, this sentence was one that I shared last week and it is settled in my soul as we prepare to share some truths with you. Every place that you and I live will become a Bethlehem. And every single day of our lives will be an advent filling the earth with the joy of the Lord who is our strength, our hope, and our promise. Is that not the greatest hope? Like I have, I don't know what you feel like right now. I have a lot of warm fuzzies going on in this service. Like it's a warm fuzzy day today and you're just sitting in going, Lord, we love you, we praise you, and here's what I long to carry with me, filled with hope, convicted in faith, trusting in the furious love of God and walking out of here intent upon joy. I want every moment to be a Bethlehem and every single day um, an advent with eager expectation of things that our God is doing in this earth. And so we want to celebrate that. I read to you this scripture and then we, we simply want to come and share with you how God is writing his story into this earth. In the same region, Luke, the second chapter says, shepherds were staying in the fields and they're keeping watch over their, the night, at, they're keeping watch at night over their flocks. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were sorely afraid. They were terrified. But the angel said to them, don't be afraid. I am proclaiming to you good news of great joy. And it will be for all of the people. Today in the city of David, a Savior was born for you. He is the Messiah. Yes, He is the Lord. This will be the sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped tightly in cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly, I would like to have a suddenly moment like this. Suddenly, as we're making proclamation of the greatness of Christ who drew near. Would you like this suddenly right now in our gathering? Suddenly, by the way, as they're celebrating the Messiah, a multitude of heavenly hosts joined in. They were just singing and praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest of heavens, in peace on earth to all people He favors. When the angels had left, they moved along with purpose and intent. Returning to heaven, the angels did. The shepherds said to one another, Let's go straight to Bethlehem and see what has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. I'm praying there is a straight path for us as we walk this journey with the Lord. We have received good news as followers of Jesus and we've received it with great joy. 
I, I have no doubt as I share this that the angelic realms have joined with us today in shouting of jubilation. And if we would hark, if we would hearken our hearts, we would hear the Lord saying, do you not hear the jubilation of the heavenlies as the Son of God put on flesh and came and dwelled among you? We have seen His glory. It is the glory of the one and only and it is filled with grace. It is filled with the truth of the living God. Therefore, every place that you live is a Bethlehem. And every day that you live, it is an Advent day of eager expectation. And there is abundant joy. That's, that's our prayer. There's a quote that I read by Ann Voskamp this week. I particularly um, love to read her. She is very um, provocative in her thinking. And she wrote these words about joy. And I think it's available for the screen. When we lay the soil of our hard lives open to the reign of grace, and we allow joy to penetrate our cracked and dry places. And I, I came to worship this morning in this very way, cracked and dry and longing for the presence of God. I think as we gather and we cry out for this, joy sinks into our broken skin and the deep crevices, and life grows. How can this not be the best thing for us? How can this not be joy to this world that we live in? As we gather in our brokenness and questions and our wonder and in our awe, we gather to say, Lord, joy to the world. And we gather with this desire and this longing that every place that we walk would be a Bethlehem. And every day that we walk would be an Advent day where we are dispersing and dispensing joy. So I thought the best way to do this would be to illustrate how something small that we did that we gave with trembling hands and holy hearts is turning into something beautiful and powerful. And we thought we should just illustrate this for you because we believe this. And we want you to believe this. That every day that you wake up, it's a Bethlehem. It's an experience where not only are you experiencing Christ, but you are living this out for others. And God has great things in store for us. So there was a movement that we were a part of, and it's carried on quite a powerful story. And I want to invite a couple of my friends to come and share this story. And while they're on their way up, you should turn your eyes to the screen for one minute. So I wanted you to meet two friends of mine. You're going to have to say hello to them. This is Miss Martha. (laughs) 
I'm I'm feeling like I need to sing Joy to the World to y'all right now. There's a this is Miss Martha. Hello, how are you? Yay! And um, this is Miss Margaret right beside me to my right. And so um, we we did something remarkable. Um, We gathered shoeboxes here, um, several hundred um, from our church, and then we became a distribution center where several thousand went out from our church, and then we sent a couple of spies into the land. And I wanted you to meet them. And uh, they went to Atlanta to a distribution center. And I, as Ryan, as we were closing this service, and I just was thinking, joy to the world is not some impractical idea. It has tangible roots every day. And every day is a Bethlehem. Every moment, a season of Advent, as we eagerly expect what God is doing among us. And so um, I, I just uh, thought of the song, Joy to the World, which just played. Joy to the world. Thank you. And it was extraordinary. See, I'll keep singing if you don't help me. And you, you don't want any of that. But I, I wanted you just, I was listening to you two guys share um, with our senior adults last Sunday. And I felt like I was standing on holy ground. And so I just wanted to take a couple of minutes for you to share. Um, you went to Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you saw multiplied thousands, which you're going to tell us about, of these boxes go out. Can you share a couple of things that you saw and heard and experienced? Well, when we first drove up in the parking lot, we had to find a place to park. When we went into the parking lot, there were bus loads. I mean, there were buses packed out there and cars everywhere. And in walking just from our, our location to the front, we counted seven states that were represented just in that one little strip that we walked. And we saw all the, the bus loads of people that came in um, we looked and we, we noticed something different. There was joy everywhere. That's the key word, but there was. There was joy on the faces of these people. It's a different kind of place to be. Um, you know, sometimes we have to say, well, smile. <laughs> you know, if you're happy, your face doesn't know it. Um, but there was just joy on all the faces as we went in. And we, um, we saw groups from all over the place, and I got the privilege of being able to work with a couple uh, at my station that came from Honolulu, Hawaii, to serve in Atlanta to be a part of this program. And I sat with a lady who was um, from a bus of 40 people that came from South Illinois, and they come every year for a couple of days, and... They were just so happy to be there. And it was just so much fun to see so many groups of people coming in. Every few minutes, you would look up for what you were doing, and there would be another group of 15, 20 people that were there to volunteer. So it goes, joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive So we don't want you to think that this is a song. The earth is receiving their king right now. And they just started sharing some stories about how the earth... And I, Ryan, I've wanted to sing so low for so long now. I think this is going well. Thank you. And so um, tell us about earth receiving the king of glory through boxes. What you observed and saw. Oh, it was awesome. You didn't use that mic. That would be great. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, you saw, got an idea of how it was set up with... Um, different people doing different jobs and just passing it on, and it, and it was wonderful. Um, and so part of my job was to open the boxes and take out the checks uh, or the monies and put it in a, a drop box 
And then I had to go through it and take all those things out of it that we want to give them, but we're not supposed to. <laughs> uh, the candies that we want to just put lots of candy in it and um, liquids that are not able to travel and things. And so I was going through that part of my job. And I opened this one box and it swamped me. <laughs> I was instantly in tears. And I thought, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, I felt like when I opened that box, that the prayers just came out. Hmm. And I asked the lady across from me, I said, is it just me or is it, have you experienced this before? She said, oh, yeah. And when you, you know, you pray over, we encourage you to pray over those boxes. God knows where every one of those boxes are going and the need that's, that's there. And said, so we kept the integrity of those boxes. The only thing we took out were things that they should not have. And we replaced them with other things that had been supplied. But God had a purpose for every one of them. I saw a box that had a little medicine jar, about that big, a little bottle. And it was filled with small little fishing corks, uh, floats, and the little anchors and uh, hooks and, and fishing twine. And I thought, and it, it reminded me, you know, it's not going to go just to that child, but it's going to that family. And there were some churches that put tools in their shoeboxes. Uh, and one had little, a little thing, medicine thing of nails. Things that we don't even think about. But God knows what the need is and where that is going. Mm-hmm. And it just touched my heart. Um, that I wanted, to, I wanted to share with you about that. Seeing all the different boxes and feeling the love that was put in them, especially from the children. A lot of times you could tell that. A child packed that box for another child. It was really neat. And um, we were there for two days. Uh, the first day they announced around 4, 4.30, because they would have prayer times and thankful times almost every hour. But they, they said that they had about, we had done about 33,000 boxes that day. They expected to do over 34,000 by the end of that day. And the next day, about, about 5 o'clock or so, they announced that we were up to 64,000 boxes for that day. And the boxes there, by that Thursday, they were going to have a million that they will have processed from Atlanta, and their goal was 1.6 million. And all those boxes are going all over, but to children that really are going to be happy to see them. So it's, yeah. <laughs> so can we be really brief with this one and just share this thing? No, not yet. So it's it's joy to the world. The Lord has come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. Y'all are going on now. We, yeah, it's beautiful. Thank you. We, we want you to know just specifically that there is every day a Bethlehem for you. And whatever you are putting your hands to, pray over it. Have expectancy from it. Ask the Lord to create an advent within your soul for what He is doing. And understand that the prayer of those saints are felt not only in the heavenlies, but by those of us that walk this earth. But hear me. Every heart, there's room being prepared. There was something, I just want to say one thing, and just that, the, that 
two-second thing, and that's all here if we can. There, there's just something that Miss Margaret said last week that just left me undone, and so I had to go back and clarify it. So I just want her to share with you the byproduct of what they found in the last two years of research. Um, I talked to one of the leaders because I wanted to come back with some information for y'all to share with you what, what's happening. And she shared with me that over the last year and a half, they've been tracking the results of the boxes and that they had gone out and followed it through from the children receiving the boxes to the 12-week discipleship mm-hmm. program that, got, that they've got. It's not a program. It's a... It's a fall in love uh, with Jesus. It's a fall, yeah. <laughs> and um, they actually have at their church, because they distribute them from the local church um, as best that they can, and they set up a time of coming back, and it's not just the children that come back. It's the mom and daddies. And they do a Bible study with them, a discipleship uh, program of studying God's Word and that every two seconds, every two seconds, somebody receives the book. I got, I got, here, you want me to go ahead? No, and so heaven and nature is singing. As we wake up and believe that today, tomorrow, Lord, every place that I walk is a Bethlehem, and Every opportunity that you give me is a day of Advent, and it's an opportunity to share the joy of the living God. Um, she said that, and I kind of came back and said, are you talking about during the week of month of December every two seconds? And she began to share with me, no, this is discipleship. This is year-round, you know. We're, we're not St. Nicholas. We don't get everything there in one week. We get it there throughout <laughs> the year. And churches come alongside, and they're having discipleship. And I thought, that sounds like a lot. And Miss Margaret, of course, being who she is, did the math and said, well, Mark, this is actually... How many are coming to know Jesus as a result of joy being dispersed throughout the world? I had to call my daughter to, see she's <laughs> in that to, to verify that the figures that I had followed up on, that they were true. You ready? 23,652,000 are saved in that one and a half year of following so um, thank you for going Miss, Miss Martha you did not want to stand up and speak at all and so thank you so much <laughs> Miss Margaret we love your heart and uh, I think we should um, end this way joy to the world the Lord has come Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and heaven and nature sing. Um, at at risk of taking a number and thinking it impersonal. um, I wanted to close my message with a video. And then, Ryan, I want you guys to lead us in an extraordinary song of God's sovereignty and who he is and all of his wonder. But I, I know that this, that every number has a name and every name has a face. And every face has a story.
And every story matters to our God. And while Samaritan's Purse has found 23 million have come to know Jesus as a result of this program, I want you to meet one.